Do you know what disinhibited social engagement disorder is? I'm Dr. B, a psychiatric nurse practitioner for over 20 years, and I've actually never diagnosed it. I'm going through a series called Demystifying the DSM, and we are talking about all the disorders in the DSM, which is the diagnostic book that we use in psychology and psychiatry. So what is disinhibited social engagement disorder? It is a childhood disorder. And last week I talked about reactive attachment disorder, which is, I believe, more commonly diagnosed But the DSM actually says that the prevalence of disengagement social, um, I'm sorry, disinhibited social engagement disorder um, is about 20% of the population that has had severe neglect in early childhood. So I talked about this when we discussed reactive attachment disorder and Um, The prevalence for reactive attachment disorder is only 10%, but I think we see it in the clinic, um, in the professional setting more often. Reactive attachment disorder um, is a more popular or dysfunctional type uh, disorder. It it impacts engagement and attachment to um, all the people in your life. Disinhibited social engagement disorder has the same criteria C as reactive attachment disorder. So if you've been following me in this demystifying the DSM, each uh, diagnosis has criteria that needs to be met. And it's, you know, organized in kind of an ABC. This also um, is very similar in that the cause is the same, that there is significant um, neglect or um, we, we often see this in adopted children, especially if they were raised in a, an orphanage um, in another country. We see these things when uh, they're adopted in this country, but maybe there's been some problems with attachment in those early formative years. And I talk about this in the other video, but disinhibited social engagement is almost the opposite of reactive attachment. So the, the criteria A here is that they are overly friendly, that they have no reserve for um, going and trying to attach to any adult, not a, necessarily a trustworthy adult. And so opposite of reactive attachment where they have um, lots of inhibition in attaching to adults, this is disinhibition and they kind of overly attach, um, can even go with strangers. So this could be uh, dangerous in young children because they would just go with whoever will take them, whoever will attach with them. And so it can be very dangerous. I think that the reason I've never personally diagnosed it is because when people come into the clinic for mental health care, they are often dealing with comorbid things, especially in adopted children. We see a lot of comorbid conditions. We have to be careful of just, you know, blaming their adoption or their neglect in early childhood 
on all of the symptoms that they may be dealing with. So one of the major differential diagnoses here is ADHD. Someone with ADHD often has impulse control issues and will often be impulsive and not really care about uh, what they're doing, you know, and they could look like they are overtly uh, friendly and going um, and attaching to adults, unfamiliar adults. So making sure that we're not dealing with kind of an ADHD uh, type scenario. The other differential here is um, developmental disabilities. I personally had uh, children with developmental disabilities, and oftentimes they're they are young and at heart and innocent um, in their approach to adults, and so they often you know don't have that inhibition or fear of unfamiliar adults. So making sure that this is not a developmental disability, um, making sure that there's not an actual a treatable condition like ADHD. And if there's comorbid things going on, that we are isolating that and that we're treating things that can be treated. Um, this would mostly be treated with behavioral type uh, dis- um, therapies, right? Behavioral therapies are, you know, teaching what's safe and not safe, teaching, um, you know, why you would not uh, approach a uh, an adult that's unfamiliar to you. And so this would be treated with behavioral therapy if it was isolated. As people get older, we talk a lot about cognitive behavioral therapy at Mentally Strong. Somewhere around age 12, children begin to really be able to understand that cognitive behavioral approach, especially if they know they're adopted and we can begin having kind of those... um, thoughts and and discussions around how that neglect in early childhood may be impacting their normal appropriate boundaries with adults. And again, uh, going back to that reactive attachment disorder, which is more popular to be talked about, um, but the DSM says it's actually uh, less prevalent that um, this disorder is actually more prevalent. Maybe we just don't see it in the professional setting as much. Um, it doesn't, if it's isolated, I can see how it's not as uh, dysfunctional moving forward in their life. So now we know what a disinhibited social engage- engagement disorder is. And um, if you have that, maybe working on some of that cognitive behavioral stuff, if one of your children you feel like has that, Uh, If they're under the age of 12, just kind of behavioral modifications around that. And let's uh, raise some mentally strong kids. You are mentally strong. If you got to the end of the video, you obviously enjoyed some of the content. I have a lot of free content out there. I am really trying to empower everyone to find their mental strength. So subscribe, get the actual notifications, and let's let's embrace this journey of mental strength. See you there.